Hallelujah. You are who you are yesterday, today, and forevermore. What you say is what you do. You never fail, you never change. You are faithful till the end. Hello, good morning, great people. Good morning, great FIBS family. It's me again coming your way. And I come with good news this morning. And I promise you, if you stay through this program, you will send a note to thank me or thank God for giving you this opportunity. Remember, it is done by power. It is by God, by His Spirit. We've been reading a series of book, a series of books from Dr. Sam Adeyemi. He's actually the pastor, the senior pastor of Daystar Christian Center. And they, like I corrected the other day, you know, when I talk about some men of God, some people may begin to think, ah, I'm promoting my pastor. I said the other day that Bishop David Oyedepo is not my pastor. I've, I'm not a member of Winner's Chapel. But he is my mentor. He is my mentor. Then coming to Dr. Sam Adeyemi, he's not also my personal pastor as in, I do not attend this star. That's not my church. I've only visited this star maybe one or two times or three times maximum all my life. But the essence is, it's not just about your pastor or not your pastor. It's not about religion. It's about who is bringing value your way. Who is that person that is bringing value? Are you connecting with that value? It could be a Yoruba person. It could be an Aosu person. It could be an Igbo person. Some of us that are tri tried by, by us, that accept is an Igbo man if you're an Igbo person. You will not accept what that person is bringing to the table. Except it's a Yoruba person if you're a Yoruba person. You will not accept what that person is bringing to the table. That is fallacy. That is not real. That is not true. The Bible did not tell us about tribes. It said that all people, both male and female, Jews and Gentiles, are one. Go to Galatians chapter 2. You will read what I've told you now. So, if you are not taking values because of who is bringing it to the table, you are going to stay in your in your position for too long and that your position may not be good enough to lift you and your family to where you are going now let me remember i just remembered a story that uh, pastor samademi said as i listened to him one of the days he said that one day he wanted to go and listen to um he wanted to go and see his mentor bishop david Oyedeko. then they were building canaan land that was when they connected in fact, how they even connected was something that is mysterious. So he went that day to wait for him. And he has gone the first day. He has gone the second day. I think the mentorship was just beginning. Almost like three, four times. He will go. At the end of the day, the man will be too busy to see him. So eventually that particular day, he was almost even getting annoyed. Ah, how can he be just be wasting his time? What does he even want to tell me? That he will keep wasting my time like this. 
And he said the Holy Spirit came to him and said, whatever he tells you, obey it. Now, he was now asking, uh-uh. Oh, no wonder he will just come and tell me difficult things and make it very simple and want me to obey it. He said, whatever he tells you. Now, look at it. Samadhi now said in that message, he said that the reason why we are not getting being successful, we are not being successful, is because the, the rules, the steps to being successful is very simple. And that is why many people have over, overlooked it. It's just too simple. What is it? Okay, whatever it tells you, obey it. It's not simple. It's very simple. But yet, we are looking for complicated theory theories that we will follow to become wealthy and successful in life. No! The rules, the things that make you successful are very simple. And in this book, why, what I will do differently, he analyzed some of these things. And I want to encourage you, please. I want to encourage you that you should endeavor. You should endeavor to follow through. You should endeavor to follow through um, the messages that we are bringing to you. They could look, look simple. Somebody could even ask, who is even this person talking to me? Who is even this person? See, it's not important who is talking to you. What is important is what that person is saying and i know some people are connecting i know some people that are really connecting and um, they are really being blessed so number one of these um lessons what i would do differently is a small book you know you need it you can chat us up we send it to you we have it in soft copy the hard copy i don't even think the hard copy is not in the market presently though i'm still searching if i will get why worry won't solve any problem that's lesson one yesterday i took time to talk about one chapter one lesson one lesson two lesson three worry won't solve any problem when you worry you are paying interest on an overdraft you never took does it make sense and he now shared a story say while he was working an engineer as an engineer a certain engineer in a, in, a, in, a, in a, they were building a house and then something went wrong and his boss was now talking to him and he didn't like the way the boss, his boss talked to him and then um, he began to worry that after all, his father was an engineer and if he had even done so well on that um, his profession that he won't have any reason coming to work for anybody so he got so annoyed he began to worry he almost got into depression so that was that was what happened to him so he wanted us to learn that we should not worry. Yesterday, I also shared with us that there was this particular book I read, fantastic book some years back. It described that worry is like rocking a chair. And when you rock a chair, shake a chair, it does not take you anywhere. You are still going to be on the same spot, even if you do it for 20 hours. Even the Bible took out time to say that you should worry for, do not be anxious for anything. He said, do not be anxious for anything. It means, do not worry for any reason. And he said also in Matthew chapter 6, he said, how many of you, by worrying, will add a cubit? A cubit is just like making your life maybe longer or making yourself longer. He said, how many of us will add a single cubit to his life just by worrying? So please, worry will take you nowhere. 
and the earlier you, you, you quit worrying, the better. Instead of worrying, begin to think creative thoughts. Begin to meditate. Begin to think thoughts that will create the solution you are looking for. So worry will take you nowhere. Then, lesson two. Success is not a day's job. You know? You know, it's, it's very easy for some people to say they want to go to Babalawo and make money. <laughs> very, very easy. And some people have damned their beautiful and fantastic pictures. Futures. Look at Babalawo everywhere. The other day I saw a, a video of a lady. It was advertising the things you come and take. How much you pay to go to the one you give to your boyfriend. The one and was, she was giving caution. She was bold on a video, not audio. Her face was shown on those kind of things. On social media. That is how bad the world has become. Babalawo used to be a relegated work that happened in the interior villages. Today they are found in the township. But that's not the problem. The problem is that if you really want to be successful in the right way, of course the Bible says there are bad success. So if you really want to have good success, you should know that it's not a day's job. We began FIBS, Financial International Business School, 2015. I cannot tell you it has been very easy. We've been working at it, working at it, and recently I told myself I changed the gear of the way we have been working. The last one year we said, I said that it's either we achieve this or we die achieving it. And that was what changed the whole scenario. And I would have never allowed anything to distract me from this, no matter how important those things are. And I told myself, let me prove myself in this. Then people will see that, yes. He actually proved himself. Because if you want to do everything, do many, many things, at the end of the day, you become successful in nothing. A tomato fruit can be ripened in two ways. You could spray a chemical on it, and you would have a ripe tomato fruit overnight. You could also allow it to grow through the mat maturation process. Which one do you think could test better? Drop that microwave success mentality. It won't get you anywhere, believe me. Pastor Sam Ademi just said that. You know, you can, like some of some people are even using chemical to ripe uh, uh, mango. They are using chemical to make uh, bananas ripe. And they are adding more chemical into our system. And that is why there is a lot of diseases everywhere. People are complaining. People are dying of stomach problems, intestine issues, organic problems. Why? Because we have introduced too much chemical to our fruits. But guess what? You can actually allow, allow those things, if you are patient, for them to grow and get to their maturation process, get through the maturation process, and get ripened, and get beneficial to the system. He said, I remember during those 20 months, 20 months when I was trying to get a job, after graduation, I had begun to learn lessons on faith. You know, he told this story about a young man when he was young, you know, he wanted to travel to South Korea to attend the <coughs> sorry, to attend the, a, a, a seminar by a pastor in South Korea. And at that point, he said it was about um, 21,000 naira to make that trip. That was about 23 years ago. And guess what? He acted all the faith in the whole world and nothing happened. One, he was not even working. Two, he was not getting money anywhere. 
and yet he's acting on faith to gain to get 21,000 naira and travel to South Korea for a program. And he summarized and said, even in South Korea I was going, he was not yet a pastor at that time. He was not being invited to speak. And he was just disturbing his head. And at the end of the day, that time came and passed. He didn't make it. So, and that's what many of us have done in the past. I've been there. <coughs> Sorry. I've been there before. You act faith. And at the end of the day, you crash land. Because James, the book of James says, faith without work is dead. Anything you want to achieve in life, you must walk through the process. If you don't walk it, it will not be worked. If you don't walk it, you will not get there. So I want to encourage you, beloved. I want to encourage you. Just know that success is a hard work. Sometimes I have to wake up. This morning I've been awake since 1 a.m. Why? Because I know there's so much to do. I need to pray. I need to study. I need to prepare for this, what I'm doing this morning. I need to get myself aligned. Because if I'm not aligned to what I'm doing, I'll just come up and be saying nonsense. And people will not connect with it. I have put my spirit, I put my soul, I put my body in this that I'm doing. Success is not a day's job. So I encourage you, whatever uh, path you want to take in life, please, please and please, keep at it. I've discovered that the reason why people don't achieve what they want to achieve is not because of any demons anyway, because they lose their staying power and they break their focus. Please stay focused. Stay focused. Focus on your focus, my friend will say, until you become a focus. And I've also explained the power of focus. If you put a concave um, um, glass, concave glass, some of us with these sciences in school, if you put it in the hot afternoon, give it three, five minutes, that concave is going to burn that paper under it. That is the power of focus because it's going to focus all the sun rays around that environment to that particular spot and that paper will catch fire. We tried it while we were in school. It is still workable even up to today. Lesson three. More money won't make you rich without discipline. More money will not make you rich without discipline. And he said, I remember the words of the great evangelist Billy Graham. He said, when wealth is lost, nothing is lost. But when health is lost, something is lost. But when character is lost, all is lost. Don't lose your character in the bid to make some small amount of money. Some of us have lost our character because we want to make chicory money. They give you money and you run away with the money. They give you money and there's so much stories around that money. And it's not as if it's by error. It's not as if you were facing troubles. It, it was because you did that on purpose. Because if it was on purpose, you need to return back and beg and ask for forgiveness. Several years ago when I was a student in school, something happened. A friend asked to use my bank account to keep his money. Because at that point, they wanted to change money to another currency. So this is friend told him, please, let me put this money in your account since I don't have an account. And he accepted the money. But guess what? He was now borrowing money from that money. Do you know what he lacked? He said that what he lacked was discipline. Because if it was not that he lacked discipline, he wouldn't have touched that money because that money did not belong to him. And eventually he finished spending that money and he couldn't replace it. So discipline. 
and like I said yesterday, I repeat, someone said that if you didn't achieve anything, some of us could not read one book all through these two months that people stayed at home. People were sleeping, waking up, eating and getting fat. They could not eat. They could not do anything. And yet, they, they are the one telling us that they don't have time. They don't have time. It's not true. What you didn't have was not time. What you lacked was discipline. You lacked discipline. Let us be factual about this. You lacked discipline. And let me tell you, if you are not following this radio, it's not because you have not, you have been so busy. Yes, everybody can be busy. I'm also so busy that I wouldn't have been doing this radio. And why am I doing it? Free of charge. It's because I know some people are benefiting from it. Some people are benefiting from it. So, and this is one way we can connect with people, like some people connect from U.S., and some other African countries. So for me, we are bringing values that is changing and gradually transforming the lives of people. So, more money will not make you rich. You need to save. Form a discipline of putting that money in a fixed deposit, even if it is in your house. Tell yourself, this money, until it is six months, I won't touch it. This money, until it is one year. But sometimes, putting it in the bank is much, much, much better. You fix it in the bank. If you fix your money in the bank, some of the banks will pay you like 11% in that one year. Imagine when you fix like 4 million in the bank. In one year, 11% is more than 400,000. About 440,000. So, I want to encourage you, please. I want to encourage you. Let us learn this discipline. Learn not to just put money at your disposal every time. Where you can just touch it and spend it. Once there's one need, you touch the money and it is gone. Please. Learn to even put it in accounts you don't use all the time. So that by the time you see, some of us are carrying like five ATMs because you don't want to be cash trapped. <laughs> you are not doing well. You are not doing well. You don't need more than maximum two ATMs. Maximum. If it's possible, one is okay. So that you can just control how you spend money. Save money. Invest money. Because more money without discipline will not make you rich. Take note of that. Then we are in number four. Lesson four. Location won't change who you are. <coughs> Archbishop Benson Idahosa. Archbishop Benson Idahosa once said that a lizard in Nigeria will not become a crocodile in America. Please, if you are in any of our platforms, I want you to write this now. Drop this one. Archbishop said, a lizard in Nigeria will not become a crocodile in America. He was trying to address a mindset that many of us in the third world have. We say that if only we could go to the western nations, if only we could go to the countries that look so beautiful in the movies and in the magazines, then our lives would change. That is a very big lie. I concur. Very big lie. You know, one thing that have never tricked me, if, if you are close to me, I've never talked about traveling abroad. Anybody that knows me, I'm not talking about now, it has always been there. I've never been freaked by traveling abroad and all that because I believe that I can become super successful in Nigeria and God is bringing it to pass. So don't, be, don't fool yourself. Don't fool yourself and begin to think that until you travel abroad, you become successful. Let me tell you, I know some people that have traveled abroad, some of my mates, they are not doing better than I'm doing in Nigeria. They just want to hide and do many other jobs. That's just it. Where they wash dead bodies and do all the kind of things, sleep with women, 
some people i'm not saying it's everybody that's one of the reasons why people travel okay i don't want to be carrying those being here in nigeria i want to go to where nobody will see me i can carry anything and be no 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 please change that mentality there are many who have acted on that idea who have been shocked some people travel they say what they want to confirm it and they travel out and they saw that until they until you bring value nothing changes why are people connecting with five international business school It's because we are bringing value when we started it was not like that i know there were a lot of platforms where they removed me because i was posting this in some of the platforms today they celebrate us they celebrate us fact, some people will say in fact when they come from different platforms and say they want to add i begin to ask them i'll begin to interview them these are the people that never gave us a chance before they say, I want to add. I say, I'll be added in what? They say, that thing you normally post. I say, okay, that's fine. What is your name? What do you do? Imagine. These are the same people that will join hands and begin to criticize me. He's disturbing us. But one day, one day, one day, their eyes open. And they will see that this is not actually a disturbance. I know there's this, um, but Mrs. Blessing, I keep mentioning you because you are an example to some of these things. She joined us around February. She was, this platform was recommended by her boss one of our webinars, and she came, and she couldn't cope because she was very, very busy. But during the lockdown, she opened the platform and saw that what is happening in the platform is, is something that she needed. She works as a financial person in a financial institution, and she's still on her own business. But guess what? Today, she has become one of the major partners that FIBS has because of value that she has gotten. Because of value that she has gotten. In fact, we already, she had booked for her book. She was the first person to patronize us in the bookshop that we started in Okota. She has booked for June. She's now making, I'm now arranging the books for July. She has called me. That is value. If we didn't bring value, she wouldn't be able to connect with us. That is value. So what value are you bringing to table? What value are you bringing? Not about traveling abroad. Because your success is not in a location. Your success is not abroad. Is your success does not come from abroad. It comes from above. So take note. The earlier you know this, the better. Your success does not come from abroad. It comes from above. Are you willing to connect to the above? Because he that is above is above all. And whenever I talk about God, I don't have any apology because it is God that has even kept me alive. It is God that has helped me to get to this point. So if you are not connecting, or you are disconnecting because I'm mentioning God on this program. I have no apology. I have no apologies for that. I'm sorry. I have no apologies for that. Because if I'm not alive, will I be doing this? If I died when I wanted to commit suicide, will I be doing this? So I cannot be apologetic talking about Jesus, talking about God on this program. I will talk about him with all the energy in my body. Who has kept me this past um, 43 years of my life. Lesson 5. Success always comes with a balance. Take note. That's lesson five. We're almost done. Zigzilla said, I believe that being successful means having a balance of success stories across the many areas of your life. You can't truly be considered successful in your business life if your home life is in shambles. How true is this? Very, very true, sir. I remember when I was going through challenges in my home, it was affecting my business nothing was working and that's the truth so the earlier we understand this you cannot play down on your health and think you can make success it's not possible 
It's not possible. Some people who have been deprived like I was when I was young want to get money by all means. The important thing to them is breaking through financially. However, I have discovered it is one of the tricks life plays on us. When we are deprived of something, we intend to overvalue the importance of that thing in our lives to the point where we can throw our lives out of balance. And that's true. Remember a woman that looked for a child for 20 years. If he gets that child, he will, he will literally, she will literally worship that child. I'm telling you the truth. She will literally worship that child. And you dare not even correct that child. She will, she will blame you for that correction. So, so life has shown that what we look for very, very much, what we didn't get much, we seem to you know, allow it to destroy our lives. And please, I beg you. This should not be true about you. No matter how hard you have looked for money in your family, even if you are the first generation millionaire in your family, maybe it is from your generation that money is entering your family, please don't jeopardize your life. Don't jeopardize your family because of it. Do you ever notice that some other successful people too, some of them, maybe they have money, but sometimes their family seem not to connect. Why? Because they are yet to understand the importance of family, the importance of marriage, the importance... Let me tell you, don't begin to cite their examples. If they tell you what they go through, they suffer more, they, so, they go through more pains making money because a lot of things are not in place. Sometimes when they're supposed to go home, they cannot go home because their family is in shambles. If you make all the money in the world, but in the process you break your health, how will you enjoy the money when your health is broken? Some people have been like that. They made all the money, but they cannot enjoy it because the health they could have kept have been broken. Success must therefore come with a balance. This is my story. When I began to speak, I would get invitations all over the place every day. And I would go out speaking, and most of these invitations were in the evening. Our children were very young, three-year-old, one-year-old. By the time I would be back from outing, they would be asleep. Next morning, I would have to go to work. I could not spend time with the children, not to talk of my lovely wife. My heart missed out on something. At first, I tried to avoid the feeling and their inner voice. I justified what I was doing. The money I was getting from, from where I was going was what, was used, what I was used to sustain the family. I had to work. I was a man, so I justified it. But there was a big gap in my heart. I remembered my own childhood, how my parents would be there in the evenings and told us stories. We will share together and eat together. I asked myself a question. What memories would these children have when they grow up? Did you hear that? My heart missed out seriously on something. Then it, it got to a point where I made up my mind. I realized that the children will not be young forever. I realized that at that point in time, they were the ones seeking for my attention. But not long from then, they will leave the house. They will have new friends and I might be the one who will begin to pursue them and try to get their attention. Yesterday, I was somewhere, you know, trying to take my, uh, take some chops and I saw a film where a young boy was, was beating the grandmother. And I remember, I said, wow, if this child was well-trained, he would not be able to do this. That woman go through pains and yet he was showing so much love to that young boy. And at the end of the day, that woman died for nothing. She just died. 
very shameful death. Even the boy, the only son, the only grandson he had, and the only child that was remaining. And that was why he was pampering that child. And that child got spoiled. At the end of the day, the boy went and beat somebody, and the, and the person died, and he ran away. And then running away, the grandmother was crying and crying, and eventually died in grief and in pains. If you don't pay attention to your children, you may have to pay that attention much later. And that time is more difficult because at that time, they would have gone to America, they would have done all the studies and everything. They come back and become a thorn in your flesh. And that's why I tell people, I said, if your child is doing only school assignment, I don't care the name of the school, you are not doing well because they are missing out on something. Let them connect with the Reader's Club for the youth that we have started. Let them connect with any other, any other thing that could improve their life, maybe spiritually improve their lives. Please, don't allow them to stay. I don't know why school will keep children four, six hours on internet say they are doing Zoom classes. This is not fair. This is not fair at all. I need to cry out. Some of us that have grown to where we are today, were we oppressed this way? Because this is oppression. This is oppression. And parents are allowing this. Please, let us take note. Be with your family. Keep your health. Take enough sleep. Make sure you are in charge. Don't allow things that you do run you. Yes, I mean what I'm saying. Don't mind as I stay awake. I still create time in the afternoon to sleep, even if it is one hour. Whenever I feel like sleeping, I find a way and sometimes even in the office, I just take a nap and I'm released. I beg you, please. If you want to copy me, copyright. Because sometimes in the afternoon, I go home and I sleep. Sometimes, while people are still on their way, I'm at home sleeping, even if it's for one hour or two hours to rest. So don't copy me and say, he's always awake. You may break down, though, if you don't have the grace I have. So, you must strike a balance. Your family must be in place. Relationship. Some people have despised relationship. Some people have thrown away their friends because of what they are pursuing. Please, I create time to connect with people. Those who are in our platform will tell you that. I create enough time to connect with people. So much. So, if I don't connect with people, I won't be calling people on phone. I send messages. Some of you just send messages. You don't even know whether the people are reading the message. You are not connecting at all. Please, be engaged and engage with people. Relate with people. It's good for your health. Make sure you keep your friends. Make new ones and keep old ones. Some of you are on the platforms, our business platforms, and you pay no attention with anything going on. That's not good. Six, and the second to the last. He said, accept people the way they are. That's lesson six. Mike Mudok. Mike Mudok once said that when two people are doing the same thing or acting the same way, one of them is irrelevant. Did you hear that? When two people are doing the same thing or acting the same way, one of them is irrelevant. God does not have a duplicating machine. He fashioned every one of us different. Let me tell you, you are supposed to compliment each other. You are not supposed to be a copycat of another person. If you become a copycat, you are not an original. You are living somebody else's life and um, it's not going to work. And us too, all of us, we should allow people to be themselves. Allow people to be themselves. Don't begin to pressure them to do what you are doing. Allow them to be themselves. Allow them to connect with you at their level. And that's what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to push anybody. If you can't read, I will allow you. But I will encourage you to read. 
I will encourage you to follow up. I will make sure that I'm doing my own part. I will tell you how I came about how I came about this. When I was growing up, I had issues with my brother. I just I am just one year, ten months older than he is. When we became teenagers, he developed a physical build that is bigger than mine. I did not quite realize it at, it, at that time, but we are different. I am quiet. I am in, introverted. He is friendly, sociable, and extroverted. In a sense, I began to resent him. I did not like his style. I did not like his approach. I felt like he was too flimsy. I felt that he was cracking jokes with too many people. I felt that people would not respect him. I thought that my, I thought that my way was the best way as a thinker and a planner. One day I asked him a question and I, and I, I said, Look, you don't seem too serious about life. Don't you think that a young man needs to be serious about, it, about his life? Do you hear that? And that is what many of us have done. We have comp compressed people so much. I remember when we got married, my wife always does, doesn't like me cracking jokes. If I greet too many people on the road, she's complaining. If I want to introduce her, she's complaining. But I remember today now, she has come to just accept me the way I am. Because that is me. I am not faking it. I am not trying to seek for attention. I am just an extrovert. And that is who God made me to be. Even though I have tried to uh, manage everything. Don't force your children to be who they are not created to be. Don't compare them to be extrovert when they are introverts. And don't compare them to be introverts when they are extrovert. Please, let us put a stop to this. Allow people, you can only advise them if they are doing something to their stream. Please advise them to change. Don't begin to compare people to be who they are not. You will not get the best out of them. Parents, take notes. Allow your children to grow and become who God has made them to be. And I promise you, you are going to get the best kind of children. If you begin to compare them, one day they will still have to wriggle out of you and tell you, Ma, sir, I want to live my life. You have been living my life for me. We have seen that cases. You have been living my life for me. I have to live my life. We never succeed in building relationships when we try to force people to become exactly like us. Please, if you want to grow in making building relationships with people, don't compel them to do what you are doing. And don't compare them to be like you. In any case, they become useless to us if they become exactly like us. One of us is enough. Accept other people the way they are. Please, parents, allow your children to be who God has created them to be. You can only guide them. Don't compare them to be quiet when they are not created to be the quiet type. Please. I beg you. And you, you that is thinking that your friend is not serious. Let me tell you, don't be too serious about life. If you are too serious about life, you miss out on a lot of important things. Connect with people. Be who God has made you to be. Finally and finally. Lesson 7. You need your body to achieve your goals. Someone once remarked that he wouldn't want to become the wealthiest man on the hospital bed or in the graveyard. You need sound health to achieve God's purpose for your life. Please. You need this your body to achieve your goals. I remember a few years ago when a member of the church where I pastor, a medical doctor asked to speak with me. He said he was feeling uncomfortable the way I was looking and the way he felt I was running my life and my body. <coughs> Sorry. He asked, when was the last time you had a full medical checkup? I said, oh, it was when I was in school. 
and it was a requirement for registration. He said, you need to check your health regularly. I want to check you up. It will be free. I want to run a test on you. He did. Then he said, I've seen something I'm not happy about. You don't eat. You are not eating enough. <clears throat> it is showing in your liver. Tell me, what's your eating pattern like? I say, well, I don't like to eat breakfast. When we got married, my wife would prepare the breakfast, but I would be in so much of a hurry, I would not eat it. When she had done that for some weeks, she got tired and frustrated and she stopped the breakfast. I would tell myself, I would tell myself that I would eat lunch but in the office. I would get so busy running meetings, talking to people, that I would forget to eat. Therefore, it was after I, I had closed work in the evenings that I ate most days. Did you see that? The doctor screamed. That's how you live your life the average day. That's terrible. That's dangerous. Your body has nothing, no nutrient to use, and you do such an intense job. Then he asked, do you drink water in the course of the day? I said, no. I drink water only when I eat my meals. He said, oh my God, you can't afford to do that. He said to me, you need to drink at least eight glasses of water every day. He said, actually, you need to drink those eight glasses before 12 noon in the afternoon if you want to get the best results. In fact, when you wake up in the morning, that's the first thing you are supposed to do. Take as much, take as, much as possible. Then he, he bought me lots of bottled water and said, I'm buying this to encourage you. Put it, in, put it within your reach. Put it in the office where you can see it. And when he encouraged me to take breakfast, and he encouraged me to take breakfast. A short while after that, my father-in-law, who is a professor of chemistry, now retired, asked me about my meal patterns. He asked, do you use multivitamins? I said, yes, I do. He said, when do you take it? I said, oh, I take it in the evening because the only meal that I take is dinner. He said, why are you wasting your money? It's supposed to give you energy to burn, give you the nutrients for your body to use in the course of the day. You should take it with your breakfast. I said, oh, I'm always, I'm always much in a hurry to take these things. So what are we saying? You really need to read this book. Are you getting it? But I'm trying to encourage you and get to the tip that you need to read this book. This book, you can actually read it within 30 minutes. Some people read it 15 or 20 minutes. You can actually read this book. It's a very small book, but it's loaded. The nuggets are huge. You need your body to achieve your goals. If your body is not strong, forget it, you are finished. The story of Pastor Samadim is also my story. Sometimes I used to do a lot of gree, 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 and I don't eat enough. I don't, you know, check myself. But today, by God's special grace, I began to take precautions from distance. And I'm looking healthy. You see, you say, ah, wow. You know that this guy is looking healthy. So what do I tell you this morning? Please, I want to encourage you. If you want to join Fanev Readers Club, I want to join Fanev International Business School, please connect with us on this number. 080 238 9340. 080 238 9340. My name is Mwachuku Eze Aja. I'm the founder of Fanev Readers Club. I am the founder of um, Fanev International Business School. Thank you until I come your way again. Bye.